0: Practice, Practice with Krista and Kayla, a podcast in which we talk about practice and practice practice of various kinds. Hi Krista! Hi
1: Krista! Hi Kayla! <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Hi Krista!
0: <laughs> oh yeah, welcome, welcome yourself.
1: <laughs> How long has it been since we've recorded a conversation?
0: Oh, seasons pass and the, the air changes and it's now wintertime, <laughs> very winter. Today feels Almost like springtime. Spring. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, well it's March now. <laughs> so, I guess that Still. says something. If, if you're j- if you're just if you're listening, then it doesn't it doesn't matter, right? But if yeah. if you're watching us, you may be like, "Now oh, you look the same. I'm wearing a sweater.
1: My bangs are longer. I stopped keeping mm. them very short." That's a Con- of continuity time. errors.
0: <laughs> passage of time indicator. Yeah. So so Krista, what are we talking about today? So today we
1: are tackling accountability because Mm. that's hard when you want to do your own projects um Mm. and we both have like had conversations in the past of just like what how do we do this how do I hold myself accountable and get shit done that I want to get done but I just keep putting off and keep procrastinating or like don't have the routine or maybe now I have the routine but like I sit down and I just like can't do it unless there's someone hovering over me so we have I mean that's me starting to ramble about accountability for both of us, um, mm. but there's a lot of there's a lot of flesh there.
0: I think, um. yeah, a lot of a lot of flesh to just mis- <laughs> just massage and pound into. Um, I yeah, it's for me it's like how to get yourself out of sitting in hole waiting for next day, and instead of doing that, do the things that you want to do and also need to do and that other people want you to do mm-hmm. and that you want to do. <laughs> How to get the things done. Yeah. Mm. And we both are in grad school. You're taking a year sabbatical. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm I'm. on a leave, so my situation is a little different. My, like, external accountability is yeah. uh, limited to the the, the work that I t- I'm, I'm teaching now so mm. I have accountability to like prepare my classes and grade stuff um, but I'm the teacher so I'm in charge <laughs> <laughs> but but you have a lot more like assignments and deadlines and things yeah
1: though last semester was really there were a lot of assignments and this semester is less so I'm in For those of you listening or watching on youtube um who i guess that's everyone for those of you other than kayla i guess um who don't know what Mm -hmm. grad program i'm in i'm at the mfa in design at sva so the first semester is something that the wonderful graphic designer milton glazer who used to be part of the program set up where it's just a boot camp where they intentionally give you way too much homework way too many classes to teach you that you can just do anything in a short amount of time and that you're like capable of working mm. fast and quick and I also found that having that meant that it was a lot easier to motivate myself to like I had so much I couldn't put it off because I had other things that I needed to do and so I did it and like that worked really well um And then now this semester, now that it's light, I'm just putting everything off until the last minute. And I don't want to do it. And it's like not designing as much stuff, so it's not as fun. So I'm having a complicated Mm -hmm. relationship to that, like. Procrastinating? Yeah. And just like, it's all on Zoom, which makes it harder. But a complicated relationship to that external accountability where I've always been someone who is super, like, I would write papers, like, a few days before they were due. Like, I would have them done and I'd just be, like, I've always loved getting shit done early, and now all of a sudden I'm, like, I don't, I just don't want to do it.
0: I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. I've I've always been, I've always been, like, an up the night before type oh my God. person. Like, really, like procrastinating all my way through college and
1: i think i only didn't because i s- am so sensitive to the amount of sleep that i get where if i you know don't get enough sleep the night before the next day it feels like i'm like drunk the whole day or like hungover, or like it takes <laughs> such a toll on my body that like i just can't do it and i can't function with like less sleep um, I need like nine-ish hours. I can like do. That's s- good. Taking care. I mean, we
0: yeah. we went to college together, and mm-hmm. I remember like having classes with you and discussing assignments, and always being really impressed that you like were all- had already worked on it <laughs> instead <laughs> of just like waiting until the last minute and then staying up all night and <laughs> well, she- like I did. <laughs> But I always high like, functioning
1: procrastinator. Well, I wish I was a high functioning procrastinator to a certain extent because it like gets to the last minute, and I'm just like, I can't do this. My brain goes blank. Then anxiety sets in. Like, I just mm. physically cannot do it. And so now, when I'm doing it to myself, I'm just like very stressed a lot of the time and like ah. mad at myself, which then, I think, spirals into like, avoiding doing work during the daytime and like watching youtube instead to not sit with the feelings Mm -hmm. of anxiety with like the workload that i have upcoming i
0: think that might Mm. be what's
1: happening i'm on spring break right now
0: do you find does that does that have the same do you have the same feeling whether it's like uh something that you owe like work that you owe to other people versus work that you owe to yourself like not even just work, but, like, taking care of a, of a chore or an errand or maybe working on a creative project that you have on the back burner, does it apply to sort of all things, or is it specific types of work that you feel that way about?
1: It's, I think it's everything. And, like, I've mm. gamed, like, doing chores, I've always been someone who, like, puts it off, puts it off, puts it off, and then has, like, a big cleaning day whenever I next feel like it. And so it's been like a really big practice to clean things up as I go along and to do it like more as a regular thing. Like doing the dishes is something where like for days it'll like just pile up and I'll like leave the dishes. And like not that like, you know, everyone doesn't do that sometimes, but that has kind of been my like, that's like the baseline. Mm -hmm. And being proactive about cleaning and doing chores is something that like I've had to teach myself.
0: So, the reason I ask is because there's this so in in our like pre- preliminary research for this uh, this episode, um, we came across this article by Adam Grant in The New York Times um, called "Productivity isn't about time management. It's about attention management." And I think there's a kind of relevant quote here. Um, so, Often our productivity struggles are caused not by a lack of efficiency, but a lack of motivation. Productivity isn't a virtue, it's a means to an end. It's only virtuous if the end is worthy. If productivity is your goal, you have to rely on willpower to push yourself to get a task done. If you pay attention to why you're excited about the project and who will benefit from it, you'll be naturally pulled into it by intrinsic motivation. And so it... (laughs) like this is so relevant because you're just describing like a sort of um i don't know maybe maybe sort of the 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 anxiety comes from a lack of motivation
1: yeah i think it does and i mean we first found that article a few months ago and so it's been kind of in the back of my mind and especially in the first semester i was really aware of it and really like every project what's my vote motivation Mm -hmm. how do i get myself to care about what i'm making for this and now this semester I'm like, I I don't know if I'm just not doing it or I haven't like I feel like it should be more explicit because a lot of it is like working on like developing my thesis. Um, I'm still really out of breath. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I live on a fourth. Krista floor. had to
0: run and get a get a package. Yeah. Krista had to run and get a package,
1: and I'm on the fourth floor of a four-story walk-up, so it's a and I had to carry heavy packages. This is the ca- only cardio I get now, guy. <laughs> what were we talking about?
0: Uh, so we just read a quote about uh, motivation and mm-hmm. the plate, like the role of motivation in yes, productivity. And you had yes. just been talking about like feeling a sort of pervasive anxiety about getting all things done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, I think when we when the buzzer rang, we were talking about like the one minute rule and like doing tasks as they come up rather than um, letting them pile up. Yes. Yes. And I
1: think for things that don't fall under the one minute rule too, that's when I get caught up and I become very easily distractible because I'm just like, I don't really want to do this or I don't want to have to sit and engage with something where things that are like the one minute rule, I can just put some dishes away and I know that it's not a thing I need to intellectually engage with. Um, Hmm.
0: And so that someone who uses the one minute rule, like to procrastinate on other more important, higher stakes things. Like I will gladly do chores and tidy up uh, before I like sit down to work on a thing that I care about (laughs) because I'm afraid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. What I realized I've been doing too. And I think it's our last episode. We talked about our morning routines and that was a few months ago, Mm -hmm. but my morning routine now is really just like reading the news and kind of obsessively reading all of the links and reading through all of the links as I go through like the times and Vogue.com and like, that means that I waste like two hours in the morning because I just like get on my computer and do that and then I'm like, Oh shit. Now I wanna now I'll do my morning meditations. Like I did this while eating breakfast and like that like even just accountability to like have a morning routine is gone for me right now where I'm just like, It's mm. scary to
0: do the things that I know are good for me. Um mm. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, like a tiny tiny little self-sabotaging types of things. It's like we do we do you do the thing that you know is going to make you feel worse because you want to confirm that it's like a weird confirmation bias type thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have some like shame around Being lazy and being told that, like, you know, I should go out and do things on a bright sunny day, and so if I'm like sitting and like reading the news or doing something other than like the task that's on my to-do list that I like want to get done, I think I like instinctively kind of like push down that like you should be doing this voice because there's a lot of like shame and like extra bad feelings attached to it of like I'm a lazy piece of shit like. I should be doing this thing. Why am I not doing this thing? If I were better, I'd be doing it and not reading the news right now.
0: Um, so it's harder to get out of that cycle totally totally i that's I think that's really, really common like and 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 then you kind of you do the thing to confirm your own self image of yourself as somebody who doesn't do things um because yeah. it's more comfortable to feel like you're a bad person than to to do this scary thing <laughs> and, and do, do things. yeah. Um, but I think in talking about productivity, like it's, it's tricky, right? Because we are, there is so much kind of productivity wellness culture um, that is so, so capitalist that is just about like every moment must be monetized and, mm. uh, and, and used fully, right? Like use of time rather than like idle time or contemplative, con- contemplative time or or um, like those are also valuable
1: yeah. things. Yeah, and I think I used to, and I'm trying to like untrain myself from this, but I used to think like, oh, relaxation time is necessary, but I would justify it
0: for the same reason. I think that what you were just saying, like it's such a, it's also such a like company like a corporate ethos, too. It's like we will pay for the company retreat mm-hmm. uh, because you know studies show that giving your employees some rest time makes them more productive, um, you know, makes them more productive workers, mm-hmm. uh, makes more money, makes them better, makes them efficient. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's not like rest for the sake of rest. it's it's rest in order to produce more. But yeah. so when we're talking about productivity, it's like and I think that quote too, it's it's not it's not productivity for the sake of productivity. It's it's a means to an end. It's like do you have a project, like a passion project that you are you know really dying to do and and get out there um but that you like are just sitting under the covers scared to, to do it, (laughs) or you have like actual life chores that you must get done in order to be a functioning human and you, it's hard to do them. Um, or you have like external deadlines that you are accountable to an employer or a peer or whatever. Um, and you can't seem to get the move, like the momentum going. Um, and it all kind of comes down to like motivation underneath it for me a
1: lot of the like issues I think with motivation and like the self accountability projects and motivating for that and I think this is the place I'm in right now is feeling stuck in like what I want the project to do I know I have like things I want to do and larger goals but I'm also like the point of figuring out what that is is really scary to me and like so
0: open-ended um creative projects and mm. I think kind of seeing the forest through the trees is that is that the expression Yeah, it like is. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: I think that is kind of where I'm stuck. If it's like there wh- what what is my end goal? I know this is what I want to be doing. I know I'm in a mm. program that's a good fit, but I need to I need to figure out the the forest of it of the, the big the big why and the big what I want to focus on. and that's such a scary mm. question because it's also, I think tapping into, well, I want to pick something that I'm going to be motivated to do for the next year and a half and how do I preempt that motivation or how do I pick something that will I'll stay relatively
0: motivated for? I think that's also part of the problem. Totally. And you're talking about like a, a, you're kind of on the precipice of selecting a thesis project.
1: Yeah. And which is
0: a big deal.
1: Yeah. And I have all of my other independent projects, and those feel less scary. And I'm procrastinating doing the big selection work and that research by working on my like smaller projects that are on the side and are more more passion
0: things. That seems like it would be harder to be, to, to kind of find momentum with that versus you were describing last semester being like super fast paced, tons of tons of work, um, and, and like pushing yourself constantly. And now that the pace has kind of slowed down, it's maybe harder to feel like you have that momentum.
1: Yeah, it's harder to do because I'm just like stuck in perpetual thinking. And part of the assignments are thinking. And that's always been the hardest part for me is the the just picking an idea and executing it, which is, like, I think so common. And as, like, the hardest part of the creative process is just, like, starting with something. Because then once you start, well, you it's, can It's d- like the blank edit.
0: page. Yeah. yeah. It's the blank page phenomenon of, like, you know, when you're doing a whole bunch of exercises at a really rapid pace in your in your last semester, it's less a lot less precious. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you're picking one thing to invest a lot of time and resources into, and it's uh, it's it's scary. It's it's the blank page. It's like the blank canvas. It's the you know. Yeah. How do you? I feel like
1: we've talked a little bit outside of the pod about you feeling a little more directed with your own kind of forest. I don't know if that metaphor stretches. Um, <laughs> but you, <laughs> I think as long as I've known you, you've also just had more clear, like, long-term goals and are someone I know who's who's been relatively clear. And so I'm wondering, I'm, I'm asking a question about, your short-term goals, or like, how do you struggle with your motivation? Um, because we seem to have kind of opposing or opposite opposite issues with it, with the motivation.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I I I think I've never had issues identifying the things that I want to do. It's more that I get, in my own way, getting them done. Like, mm-hmm. I dream, I have big dreams. <laughs> I, I have a happy, I will dream um, about all the, you know, many things that I would like to accomplish, um, but then kind of sitting myself down and, and doing them, um, the, I fear gets in the way a lot, um, mm-hmm. but something... Something I've been discovering recently, um, because I've started this project that um, I've just been obsessive about. Like, I, I haven't been in sort of a, in like a flow about doing a thing. You know, I don't know, maybe ever um, mm-hmm. to this extent where like all I want to do, I I just I wake up in the morning and I go to bed thinking about drawing. Um, I'm kind of playing around with like a graphic novel project um and it's it's all I want to do and it's just it's pure like fun um and my art practice is I mean it's there's humor and it's there is some fun um but often it can be really like emotionally taxing like sometimes I feel like I'm going to the studio and it's like pulling teeth like pulling my own teeth out Mm. of my own head (laughs) and like I go into a room by myself and I just pull out my own teeth, uh, and that's what it feels like sometimes. Um, and so it can be really daunting to feel motivated to like progress in that way, but this project that I've started it just um is so joyful and it's, it's kind of making me rethink like motivation and and the amount I can produce because I'm making really rapid progress um, on this project because I'm spending like every free minute on it. Um, and I've, I haven't had that drive to apply towards a lot of my art practice in it, like ever, maybe. Um, I don't know if I'm making much sense, but um, I, I guess the question is like, do I try and take some of that motivation and Um, or you know, do you, do you do the thing that feels hard and awful to do? (laughs) Um, or do you just, do you, do you do the thing that's more fun to do? I don't know if that. I think that's a great question. It does. And I think it's
1: the annoying answer is that you have to do both. Like. Yeah. Nothing can be just the fun stuff, and the fun stuff will eventually become more routine um, and less of a new excitement. And also, I think, knowing your art practice to the pulling your own teeth metaphor, I think, like, I relate to that, but I know it's in a completely different way because I'm not dealing with, I don't know if, I don't know if you want to say trauma on the pod, but you know, really heavy... Your art practice is dealing with really heavy emotions, and so pulling your own teeth is like really poignant description of it of your own art practice, and having an antidote to that and having a balance between the two can maybe even be really important for your own mental
0: health and mental well-being. Totally. Yeah. No. I think that's a really apt description because, um, you know, when you're when you're making work that is is really I also, I think I'm realizing that my art practice has over the years become really, it's really conceptual, right? Like it's, a lot of it is text-based. Um, it's it's like, it's thinking. Like the medium is thinking and thinking hurts your brain. <laughs> it just, it feels bad sometimes. And and this project that I've been doing is is drawing. Like I love, I love to draw. And when I'm drawing, I just have, Ah, head empty, no thoughts. It's so nice. It's just the execution of mm-hmm. just doing this really tactile thing um, is so joyful. And I guess when I'm saying like, do you do the hard thing or the fun thing? It's like this this quote that um, I, I keep going back to um, where it's, it's like, if you believe in the outcome, if you believe in the project, um, then the motivation will come. Um, well, I, I believe in the project, but it's still, it's like really hard, arduous work. Um, and so yeah. on a kind of a granular level, it's hard to kind of get the uh, the motivation going.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: whereas, and you know, maybe you can combine those things. Like maybe we need to, in our own creative practice, and we're talking also, I'm talking specifically not about like, uh, my boss wants me to fill out these spreadsheets. How do I get that done? I'm I'm speaking personally about, like, I'm creating my own artistic practice, and I'm creating, I'm in charge of what my projects are going to be, (laughs) um, and, and how do I make them more sustainable, um, so that I'm actually, like, motivated to get up and do them instead of, like, uh, just totally daunted and overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. um, and maybe adding in some of, some pleasure into that practice, um, makes it easier to get things done, yeah,
1: and it's hard to use the the end goal motivation when the day-to-day is taxing and, you know, drains your brain of all the glycogen. Um, like, when the, the immediacy of you going to the studio is, like, you coming home and being exhausted, it's hard to use that, that end motivation of believing in the work when it's just like, oh, but I don't want to have a shitty tough day in the studio or whatever
0: it may feel um then it makes a lot of sense and, ma- and maybe it's not like a binary right it's not mm-hmm. like you either have a a, a devastating arduous <laughs> uh practice or you know a fun light-hearted fluff practice you can yeah. kind of do both things so that you're you know when building and your own creative projects that you're you're giving you're also nourishing yourself Mm -hmm. and not just depleting yourself
1: yeah and it sounds like you having this graphic novel project is a like really good balance for you with that to and like right now you're like fully in and starting it and so excited and it's all you want to do but I think eventually knowing you, you'll get to a point where you kind of have a balance or a schedule between the two projects that like works for you. And I think that's kind of the end goal in my mind. Maybe you feel differently, but of having a, a system for yourself to, and I guess this is an end goal for me too. I, I want to have a system for like different days. I work on different things or like a balance to the kind of projects I work on that leave me, you know, at the weekend feeling fulfilled.
0: Ah. Uh like okay so also logistically like mm. getting getting shit done logistically mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and not just sort of not not beyond like the the all of the motivations and uh things that you uncover in therapy about why it's hard to get out of the hole and do the thing um like logistically how do you handle or manage your your tasks that you have to get done
1: i'm i don't I don't do it, Kayla. <laughs> I. I oh,
0: well,
1: mean, that's kind of why we're talking about it, right? It's like, they're... yeah. Mm. Yes, I. I want to walk you through my system now. Is this the question you were asking? Mm-hmm. So yes. Okay, we can talk about our to-do lists and journals now. Perfect, because I love my to-do lists and breaking them down into the bite-sized tasks that I can actually do is like one way that I can actually get shit done and so like I've had my to-do list for spring break and like it's kind of annoying because I keep like adding things to it and I know that like that makes me feel like I at the end of the day just always have more stuff to do and I really should be like breaking things up into like which day of the week am I going to do which task Um, so I feel like there's still improvement but like looking at a list and being like okay this is a bite-sized thing that I can start and I can do that easily instead of just like looking at my to-do list and seeing a big project that I want to be working on and then don't know where to start like that's kind of the only way I start getting things done because if it's too big I just put it off and I watch YouTube videos like I Hmm. and especially right now I'm feeling that of like I just put things off until the last minute, and it's, like, kind of unconscious, and so I'm really, like, struggling with how to bring my consciousness to that, and this is one thing that's, like, worked a little bit, um, but I think sometimes it fails when I just write, like, update website on my to-do list, and I put that because I don't even know where to start when I'm putting it on my to-do list and then I look at that on my to-do list I'm like well that's so big I'm so scared to update my website because I'm scared about getting a job and having a mean boss again like oh no Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that um so I mean it's kind of simple for me right now I know you have a much more complex I think or self-initiated system that I admire greatly um Self
0: accountability scheduling system like right now. Well, I too love a list. Um, I I have gotten into the bullet journaling world, uh, which is c- hilarious. Um, but I I, um, I am someone who. This is I think a really interesting time for me to be talking about this subject because uh, I am usually my mo is like if I have work that needs to be done for someone else, like a project for a friend or um, or you know grading or preparing for class, um, preparing to teach, I will procrastinate on my own art practice mm-hmm. by, spending more time than necessary on those other things uh, or, you know, using like the one minute rule in order to procrastinate on the things that matter to me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Like if I have an, you know, an art project that's waiting for me in my studio, I would much rather clean the bathroom than go do that (laughs) Um, (laughs) or, you know, give more feedback than necessary to a bunch of students than, um, you know, Anyway, but but so I am always I've always been somebody who I have a really hard time just doing things because I want to. Um, and so for me, I, I now have this this notebook that is it is a person. <laughs> it is like my boss, and I write down the things that I need to do. and I, I, I don't know about you, but like I will write them down on a daily, um, I have like daily task lists and then I also have like a weekly task list that I will um, check off as I go through the week and kind of record what day I did what thing. And I, it might sound like super extra to, <laughs> to people, but like uh, having that little, having like a little extra, a thing outside of myself to be like, aha, evidence, you did a thing, <laughs> um, is, is really helpful to me. Um, so putting all of my tasks down in this in this journal um, and, and calendar, um, and having them kind of assigned as tasks takes it away from it just being something that I want to do and something that actually the notebook is telling me to do, and so I must. <laughs> um, having giving away my authority to an inanimate object has been very helpful to me. I am jealous of that because it doesn't work that well for me.
1: My like questioning ass is just like but why? But why I don't why does it need to be here? Why are things organized this way? Like why is the system like this? Like I love to redo a system. I love to make a system. I love a spreadsheet. My like control brain loves it. Also, for everyone listening, Kayla has the best bullet journal I've ever seen, and I have also been into the bullet (laughs) journal content for a while. Um, Maybe I'll convince her one day to do a little YouTube guide. Um, (laughs) But, like, being able to use a journal as, like, oh, the journal says I need to do it, there's a to-do list, so I need to do it, is something that has never worked for me. Like, I am put something Mm -hmm. on my calendar unless I'm – meeting someone else like having accountability with a person helps but if there's no person that I'll make late to and then feel ashamed of you know inconveniencing them I will just be like oh I can do this later like I don't need to do this right now like it's on my calendar but like right now is not the time for it unless I've thought through Mm. like I don't know like we did with our bedtime routines of like oh I wanna to go to bed at this hour so that I naturally wake up at this hour and can, you know, do this before class starts or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, you have good stickers too in your bullet journal.
0: Stickers. Stickers are great. <laughs> stickers are a wonderful it's it's like the Kimmy Schmidt thing. Like I I don't know, I there was a when we did our, our morning episode I like made a I made a sticker chart for myself and gave myself a little gold star every, every morning. (laughs) It was great. I loved it. Um, but have you done that? We were, so we're, have you done that for,
1: yeah. Or even for like your graphic novel or for other things, other projects that you, you know, want to be working on, but are the things that you would be procrastinating.
0: Have you tried the sticker chart for that? Yeah. So actually in, Mm -hmm. in my, in my journal, I have, (laughs) a like a a habit tracker that I and so um working on like an art project or going to the studio is um a box in my habit tracking system and so Mm. uh every time I work on a on my own projects I I put it in there and it's it's um it's really satisfying to have you know each of those boxes filled out and I will like make a log um of my studio practice, so uh, at the end of like a, a day at the studio, I will I will log um, what I did that day, um, and having those those kind of concrete little evidences, like treat treating my own practice as as I would if I were accountable to a boss, mm-hmm. and being sort of like here's what I here's what I did today, here's why mm-hmm. you're paying me, except I'm not getting paid, and I'm doing it for myself, and I'm trying to treat myself, and I'm treating my my bullet journal as my boss for the projects that I want to get done. It's like, you know, an effective, um, an effective employee like has a manager and has mm-hmm. somebody kind of. There's oversight. There's accountability within the structure of the, you know, money making machine, um, and creating kind of like uh, stand-ins for that, for the things that I would like to do um, has been really helpful. Um, and yeah, this is this is the first time though, like you, doing this graphic novel thing that I've like, I've actually been putting off those external things that I need to get done. Like I've been putting off grading or putting off chores um, because I actually just deeply, deeply want to work on this thing, um, which very has, I don't know, never really happened for me before um Whoa. I know it's it's weird it's almost I've, I've like swung totally the opposite direction where now <laughs> I just feel like I'm on a a rampage of just wanting to draw all the time um and wanting to do as little as possible of all of the other life-sustaining things um <laughs> but we were talking a little bit about like okay this is a uh Gretchen Rubin's like four tendencies thing um that uh that uh there's a there's a quiz you can you can look up the four tendencies by gretchen rubin um kind of basically about like what motivates you and who you're accountable to and krista is very much a questioner
1: (laughs) (laughs) which i will say kayla kayla got into this and sent me the quiz and i Mm. was just like yes this i have you know some feelings about all of those online quizzes and maybe they're backed by a psychologist. Maybe not, but also they're so fun and helpful. So I am such a questioner. I'm, I just I need to know the reason why, which I think also makes me an annoying employee, because um, <laughs> I'm always just like, well, why are we doing it this way? Why I can make let's make this better. Like, but why? Um, which, if I'm a boss, I don't want someone saying that to me. Well, maybe I would. Maybe I would respect it. Um, being a questioner myself, but I think for people who don't get it, I think it's annoying. Um, <laughs> but you are not a questioner. What was yours again?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm an obliger, but sometimes, mm. uh, am I? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, so that's the one where um, you do what other people tell you. <laughs> that's all. Um, but, but I've been rebelling a lot lately. I've just. Whoa. I don't know. So there's this. There's this idea that she has that's like, obligers are people who will be accountable to other people, but very have a very hard time getting things done for themselves, um, and that has always described me. But lately, I've been rebelling. <laughs> I've been having a rebellion, which is when the obliger decides to not do anything and um, and 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 resists uh, being asked to do things and I've just been on like I've been on that recently so that's that's been interesting uh, do you think
1: I had this thought in question when you were talking about like making yourself a job and I'm like so I'm kind of ignoring you talking about your rebellion but I want to kind of get back to that because I think <laughs> that's, that's interesting that's fine. um and I think this question might be related um But do you think that your obliging and your, like, systems of self-accountability when not having, you know, a boss and these are projects for you, do you think that will change once, you know, selling work becomes more of a part of your practice or having gallery representation or, like, what do you see as that evolving to? Or do you? Have you thought about it? What it's going to be like to have Projects and bullet journals when, like, there is someone else that you're
0: accountable to. Yeah. um, I think that this year... I think that having, over the past year, having to shift my art practice from, uh, you know, being part of an institution and having all those external deadlines and things um, to then going on this weird hiatus where I... I am you know, now on a, a break from school, I'm, I'm working part-time, um, and for a while I no longer had access to a studio because of all the shutdowns. Um, and so having to like, build a practice that could be sustainable outside of this kind of structure, um, I, I, and, tr- and treating it like it's my day job, um, like giving it sort of the the authority that a day job has with the kind of assumption that like this will this will be the thing that sustains me. This is the thing that I will uh make a living from, um even if it isn't right now, or even if it isn't, yeah, even if it isn't right now. Um, and so I think as my career progresses, like the this is the kind of practice foundations that um I think are really. Important like treating treating your if if you know your creative practice is something that you're hoping to monetize and make money from and be the thing that sustains you um you know in addition to your five other <laughs> freelance jobs um, <laughs> that that you treat it with the same respect uh as any other job um and so having those like you know not having a boss but treating my like journal as a boss or treating my you know studio like log book as a as a boss um and having these kind of meetings with myself or um you know check-ins with myself of just like here's where I, what here's what I've done here's where I'm going here's the kind of <laughs> for this quarter this is what I am hoping to accomplish like treat treating treating my art practice as if um as if there are people to be accountable to. And then I think that will translate to when there are more people involved, like mm-hmm. in my you know, dreams for my 10 year plan, if I have, um, you know, my dream for my 10 year plan is like, God, I, I sound, I feel, I feel kind of gross saying that out loud, but <laughs> I would love to just wake up in the morning and like treat my studio practice like it's a nine to five um, and not like something I have to feel guilty about taking the time Away from other things to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, especially
1: living in a small apartment right now, having, whether it's a studio practice or a job or a creative studio, is like potentially part of my, you know, 10 year plan. But like having that space that's designated as workspace, I think is so important and like such a part Mm. of my goal right now because I do everything on this desktop computer in my living room. And I think that's a big part of why it's also hard for me to sit down and focus right now is because it's like, oh, well, this is also the space where I relax. So I can easily kind of segue into doing that, like having that, like space accountability, I think is really important.
0: Um, Totally. I think that's something a lot of people are struggling with. It's like, Krista, are, are you somebody who I remember in college, like we would study together or do assignments mm-hmm. like side by side in the library? But are you somebody who like would go to a cafe to work? Like you need to be in a in a place in order to get things done. Yeah, I forgot about
1: that. I have always I've never been someone who works from home. I think because I've been aware of this problem. Um, I've always gone to libraries or cafes. Like, I've always had to get out of the house and go somewhere else to get work done. I feel like this is a crazy epiphany of like, I forgot that this is how my brain works. And I've been trying to force myself to work from home. Slash, I kind of need to because I'm now doing design work and doing, you know, things on like InDesign and my laptop. It's harder to slower, it's less ergonomic, all of the things. I have, I have a big desktop and it's I'm like if I'm designing a book, I want it big on this screen. Um but I need to get out of the ha- I need to go somewhere else. I need to click into my brain that it's work time and not whatever else I fucking want to do time.
0: <laughs> yeah. What oh And well, God. one year of pandemic later, um <laughs> are you the
1: epiphany comes
0: right are are you able to like designate a place in your home to have like this is the work only time or work only setting
1: potentially so i do have like a separate closet room that i cannot stand up in and when i moved in i was like this will be a great studio office it is now a storage room so i really like a lot of the stuff that gets put in there is stuff that i don't need or want and it's just because like i think especially because of the pandemic like harder to get rid of things um so i could and want to and that's kind of my like spring cleaning goal to clean out that terrible back room and get rid of a bunch of stuff um but i also it's really dark so right now my desktop is in front of my windows, and I think that has been really important for my mental health, just to be able to like see outside and watch the street while I'm working or fucking around, um, because it, you know, and I get sunshine and the vitamin D. I think there's sunshine on my feet right now, and it feels great. Um, <laughs> and I like won't if I go into the other room and make that my office, it'll be dark mm. and depressing. And even if I get, you know, my sad daylight light in there it'll still be dark and depressing because <laughs> the windows are literally like a foot long and like half a foot high they're like little slats and then one of them is covered up with an ancient ac that i think gives me you know has mold or something in it because it gives me uh, bloody noses good. when i turn that on so like <laughs> and i don't know how to, to get it out it's like cemented into my wall because my building's over like a 100 years old it's there are, like, a lot of little things where I'm, like, I don't think that – oh, sorry, there's a fire truck going by. I don't think that's practical. So what I've been trying to do now is just, like, when I'm relaxing, like, go sit on my couch um, and not be sitting at my desk chair. But that's also tough because I think I'm so used to, like, watching TV and having it be, like, super close to my face just from, like, watching TV on a laptop for the past almost 10 years now. Um, so it feels really weird to watch something far away and to not see all the details. So I've been thinking, like, I could get my laptop and, like, do that again, watch TV with it, like, on my lap. But there, I don't know. There's a lot of, like... I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this? I don't... I think I have a lot of complicated things around it, but no, like, clear answer other than, like, I just want a home with a home office. Like, I just want to mm. live in a bigger house. <laughs> that feels like the best solution. <laughs> but that's not my reality right now. And my apartment's amazing. So it's like, it feels, I think, also a little guilty to or I feel a little guilty to be like, oh, if I just had, like, a little bit more space, it's like, well, I already have a good amount of space. Mm. So like, I'm fi- I also think I need to clean my desk just look down but I don't mm. know if that
0: there's sort of like a, a cascading like sort of domino chain of like well and then and and then and then and then maybe the conditions will be perfect for working um which is yes. like a, it's just a, it's that's hard territory to be in because that's also kind of perfectionism um like yeah. I totally do that too like I, I um I got this studio space that's it's amazing and like uh, in, in Jersey City and it's like a subsidized um, like Arts Council um, in, incentive uh, and it, it's wonderful and like for the first couple of weeks I like couldn't I just couldn't or didn't want to do any of my studio work um, because all I wanted to do was like set up the space perfectly and until the space was set up I, I didn't want to like sit down and look at the blank page and um, it, or, you know, I mean, that applies to like every everything that we do. Like it's easy to procrastinate because you think conditions will be perfect later on. yeah, and the reality is like you you can you can like m- uh, make conditions better, but uh, or or more appropriate, but like not using it as an excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I think there's a fine line between the two though, cuz I do think yeah. And this is like something that I remember learning when I was doing yoga teacher training a year ago before the pandemic, RIP, becoming a yoga teacher. Um
0: <laughs> but
1: <laughs> there's a concept in yoga, one of the like limbs of the eight path wheel of achievement. Um I can't remember if that's actually what it's called. So I'm sorry to anyone or you know please write in and remind me of the yoga training um that's like keep a clean house not so that you know for the sake of keeping it clean but keep things clean so that your mind is also clean so you're not thinking of the things to you know do or clean and that's where I'm like well yeah you have to settle in a little bit you have to like and there's a fine line between that and the perfectionism but even Mm. like then I think I honestly think about that kind of that concept and that's like what motivates me to clean a lot. It's like, Oh, well if I do this now I'll be able to like be relieved and stop thinking of it. And like that, I think is a big motivator for me. A lot of the time is like, this thing is causing me anxiety. If I do it, the anxiety will go away and it won't be like weighing on me, which works for the smaller things. But then for like picking a thesis venture topic, as discussed, <laughs> it's like, no, it's going to be weighing on me for a while. And I, I want to get it perfect. Like, I want to get, you know, my space perfect. Or I want to figure out, you know, where my workspace and my relaxed space is perfect.
0: Um, mm. That, yeah, that separation, I think, has been really hard for everyone. Because um, yeah. you're, I mean, we are screen-based people now. And if your work and your play is in the same place and you're somebody who you work hard, play hard, rest hard, like very (laughs) Taurus energy, Um, you you know, yeah, if you're you're somebody who always would like go to a library or go to a cafe in order to get your work done and home is where you rest and recover and relax and have fun, um, then of course it's going to be really difficult to get to to like make yourself do your work um, when you're in your rest zone. Um, Yeah. I wonder if like even in your space, I don't know, man. I mean, it would be so lovely to just have like a, a separate area to do this, but I wonder if there's kind of like rituals that you can do around, I don't know, even just having like a separate, like a work account on your computer versus having... A personal oh. account on your computer where you're just, like, when I'm logged into my work account, I am doing work. I am only doing work and I'm only doing, like, schoolwork or whatever it is that you have to do. Um, and just, like, having actually, like, a separate desk desktop, you know I what I mean? <laughs> like, having accounts lo- on your computer, I that could be a way to do it digitally. I love that idea yeah. so much. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? That's so brilliant. Because, like,
1: even... Like I keep my desktop really clean, but it could even just be like the different docs. Like my work can, desktop has all of my Adobe docs in it, and my you know play desktop doesn't. Like something mm-hmm. as simple like
0: that. And wow. when I'm like in the studio, I will pull. I will like open everything. So like I have, I'll have my 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 planner journal that I is my is my boss, and I will open mm-hmm. it and have it next to me. Uh, the whole time, I will uh, open my laptop and pull up Notion, which is, if you aren't aware of Notion, a a really wonderful tool. um, We love Notion so much. Oh yes, big, big Notion fan. Um, So I, and I have like a studio Notion where I have like my log and (laughs) um, project pages and collected research and things like that. Um, So I would just have that open Um, and like having those things open in front of me um, so that I look up and I see like, um, it's, it's almost like making a little office around me. Um, and then when I'm done, I can like, I close the book and I close the laptop or, um, I mean, it's, it's easier for me now to say because I have a designated workplace, but I wonder if something like that would work for you too, where you have, I don't know, certain certain kind of signifiers where, like, you have your school notebook open and you have your school uh, screen open. Um, yeah. Rather than it all being kind of one in the same. I think that would be incredibly powerful. Empty desk space is really is really good. <laughs> it's a really good I thing.
1: struggle so much with empty surface space. Mm. And I want it. And I think this is partially that, like, you know, closet room, but I've always been like a really messily organized person. Like, there's always just stuff everywhere, and I know where everything is, and everything's in its place. So, if someone moves it, I'll get upset. I really like want to, especially as I get older, like have more empty space. And I think that's also just having, you know, spending a year in my apartment. Like, I just want more, (laughs) like, breathing room and thought space in here. Um,. Mm -hmm rather than feeling quite so cocooned by stuff and paperwork and who even knows what else is in here with me. I I truly don't. (laughs) The
0: way I like to think of it is, like, there has to be a designated messy zone, right? Like, there has Mm. to be a junk drawer. Um, And, like, when I'm working or when you're, you know, when you're, like, brainstorming and doing sort of, like – all of the kind of messy, creative, loose work, um, and you always you have to start loose. Like when you're, if you're going about each each venture being super precious from the get-go, it's it's like grinding, grueling, uh, hard work. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, like starting each sketch uh, or starting each, um, you know, whether whether it's a drawing or you know a, a writing project or in my special brand of work, a sort of like uh, conceptual writing drawing thing, uh, but <laughs> like being letting myself be super loose and having like a notebook where I can just scribble. Um, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like creating for ourselves a little container, like an architecture around the mess, um, rather than having mess everywhere. Putting the mess, <laughs> uh, and I don't mean like shoving the mess away, but like mm-hmm. actually embracing the mess in in a designated space. Um, yeah, does that make sense? That's what I, I try so. to do.
1: I think it's related to also just having a place for things. So it's like a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm thinking specifically about like you know, I have tax paperwork on my desk. I have like piles of Papers that I need to go through on my kitchen counter. And like having a place for those things that's not just kind of the mess pile also makes the mess smaller and like there can be a mess place, like a designated mess zone. Um, but I think you're also talking a little bit about more about like the mess that comes within like the creative practice. And I'm talking more like organizational mess, um, which I think there's a metaphor in there somewhere they're not unrelated
0: yeah yeah i mean i feel like this is such a ginormous topic that we could spend forever on um Mm -hmm. because there's ultimately it's like you're never going to solve the the productivity issue (laughs) um it's 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 kind of many layered um we have there's there's the what motivates you what drives you how do you you know Get out of the hole and do the thing, um, and and then like, what are the logistics of that? Like, mm-hmm. is will it help be helpful to you to have a clear desk or a designated zone, or like, what are the logistical systems that you have? Like, does a notebook help with your to-do lists? Um, it's yeah, it's complicated. Maybe, yeah. I think it would be helpful to, like, identify what are things that make getting shit done hard, and what are things that you've found that help you to get shit done. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, and see you next time on Practice Practice with Krista and Kayla. Thanks to Xander Wickstrom for the use of our theme song, What Do I Do Now? a real bop.